0: Amanda and Barron back again with Kicking Cancer Cares. Our sponsor for this second half is Marianne McNally. She is a residential real estate specialist with Next Home Realty Connection. Uh, if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, not sure where to start about buying your home or you're just not happy with who you're working with right now, give her a call and see what she can do to help you because I promise you she is absolutely amazing. Her number is 503 409 And as you guys know, she is currently fighting her own battle with breast cancer. So continue to keep her in your prayers.
1: Well, since we keep telling her she's in a fight, I did reach out and ask if she would give us a little update. Oh, yes. Do you want to update how Marianne's doing? Is it good? It's good. Mm -hmm. (gasps) Okay,
0: hit us with it.
1: (laughs) She's like, if it's bad, don't tell me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So she says, I have had four rounds of a new chemo drug. It's called Tridelvi. This chemo was just approved by the FDA to be used for metastatic breast cancer. After the first two rounds, my blood work wasn't good enough to have the next round on schedule. I had to take a two-week break for my body to recover. Round three was fine, and this last Monday, so, I mean, really recently, was round four. For some reason, on this round, my body decided to have an allergic reaction to the chemo. They paused the drip gave me an IV of Benadryl and a large dose of steroids. They gave me a 30-minute break to see if all that helped, and it did. I had 20 minutes left on the drip, and I finished it. They wouldn't let me drive home, so that gave me time to have a family member pick me up. I'm very happy to have a chance to see if this new chemo will work. Again, her cancer has gone metastatic inside of her bones. Mm -hmm and everything they've been trying wasn't working right so now she's on this new trial Uh, we won't know until the next set of scans which will be in july or august so sometime next month thank you to everyone from kslm for your prayers
0: that's got to be really Mm -hmm. hard to Mm -hmm. so i've got mixed emotions about that update um it's got to be really difficult to, for one, where you have to take a break after the second round because it's just, your body is just pretty much beaten up yeah. and it can't take much more. Um, I'm, that's amazing. She got through her third and then her fourth. Like, how terrifying to have such an allergic reaction where you have to stop it. You have to take IV, uh, Benadryl, steroids. And then how terrifying to say, okay, let's keep going.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and then last, to not know results I'm I'm such an impatient person I'll I'll throw that out there um, to not I I would want to know like well, can we just do a scan next week and then the week after but to have to wait a month or two that's that's a long time
1: She's got about a 6 to 8 week wait for the next scan Yeah and they got to give it time to see if it's working. Right
0: that's nerve-wracking Yeah what well, um, she
1: doesn't say in that update uh, cuz when I called her to ask if there was an update um, she's currently in Georgia
0: Oh okay
1: giving a speech about her father and D-Day. Okay. Because when is it? It's the middle of June, right? Yes. And for the listeners that didn't catch it, they can go back and look back into one of the older podcasts, uh, and Marianne was in studio, and telling us, you know, what was her motivation to keep fighting? Yeah. Yeah. And she said if her dad could go through everything he did,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, he was at the Battle of Bulge. They didn't have warm clothes. It was wintertime. And she remembers all that stuff. Yeah. And that's her motivation. So she is currently in mm-hmm. Georgia sharing her dad's story.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So she must be feeling somewhat wow. better to be up and traveling to give speeches and whatnot.
1: Yeah. 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 Well, mm-hmm. you guys
0: continue your prayers. We know the power of them. So please keep praying for Marianne.
1: Well, back to, to, back to Chris's book. So the first point was to accept total responsibility for your health. The other thing I found interesting in this first one, I know Brenda has commented this before, um, one of the most most troubling things I've ever heard people say is, I'm not going to let cancer change me. <laughs> but you have a different thoughts on that, don't you, Brenda?
0: I do, too. Yeah, yeah, well, you do, too, Amanda. Okay,
2: that's interesting. Yeah, I, I my, my whole thing is let us Cancer change you. Something about your lifestyle that you were living, whatever it is, it may not have been something that you were trying to do to yourself. It could have been a situation that was outside of your control. But if you don't let anything, if you don't change anything after this, how is the cancer I'm going to stay at bay. How is it not going to come back? Cancer is there for a reason. It's telling you something about yourself. Let that cancer change you. Be a different person on the outside of the story than on the beginning of the story.
1: So what are your thoughts here on this, Amanda? Yeah, exactly
0: the same thing. I mean, yeah. y- you have to let it change you. Yeah. You you have to fight it. So you have to change what you're doing, um, your diet and exercise and, and what you consume. And I mean... You kind of almost have to change everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I like what Chris says here. He says, you are not powerless and you are not a victim.
0: Right. Yes. Yeah. That's good.
1: And once you accept that mentality, then it allows you to start moving forward. Yeah. So the second one in here is be willing to do whatever it takes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, he says, once you've accepted responsibility for your health. Okay. So you've, you've accepted that to some degree you played a part in getting the cancer. Right. Well, I'm not, again, never blaming the victim. Right. But once you accept that something you did contributed, so now accept responsibility for changing your health. Yeah. And he goes on to say, most cancer patients have a strong will to live in the beginning, but unfortunately most of them have convinced that doing whatever it takes, living strong and fighting cancer just means suffering through brutal and destructive cancer treatments.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So all of a sudden they get the diagnosis. Mm-hmm. I'll do what it takes. Well, whatever it takes means Western medicine's approach. Right. Which we were talking about how brutal that can be. Yeah. And they're like, ah, oh, man, I don't know if I whatever it takes yeah. if I got to get hit with all this treatment. Mm-hmm. And so they change their mindset on that. Um, whereas he says there's a difference between being motivated. And having determination. Yes. And I I know, Brenda, you're away on this. What keeps people going when their motivation is low is determination. Determination is the force inside you that cannot be stopped even when the storms of life come against you.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and uh, there's a lot of difference between determination and trying to keep that motivation going, because day after day, you're hit with challenging uh, items, and when you have that determination, that can be something that pushes you forward. Make yourself a goal and write it on your your mirror, like you said, or put it on your computer, or make it your your, uh, phone cover right here where you can see that and it can continue to keep you going each day and I said things like whatever this item is that maybe I didn't really want to do like maybe I didn't feel like exercising getting some movement doing some meditation or even thinking about stopping and forgiving people that I needed to forgive to allow my mind to relax from that then I would stop and say you know what cancer hates this cancer cancer hates me exercising it hates me getting out into sunshine it hates me getting sleep when I need to All right, let's get busy. We're going for it. (laughs) That was kind of my motto. Cancer hates this, then I'm doing that thing. I'm going to do whatever that takes that I know cancer hates. And that was kind of what helped to pull me through. And he says here, defying the odds, be the exception. That's the beat cancer mindset. And that's what I talk about. It's like plan to defy the odds. Sometimes they try to give you the odds and tell you you have this long to live you know what? Nobody knows. Even your doctor. Those are just statistics. And I'm not a statistic. I'm my own person, right? And I say, don't take their hope away. That might be the only thing they have to hold on to right now, and they need that to be able to continue through the rest of this
1: challenge,
0: which is going to be a brutal uphill battle.
1: You had some thoughts there too. I can see it in your face. Uh, yeah.
0: Well, she just she nailed it. Um, you know, everybody does. Not everybody's the same, so giving just being a statistic that can almost um, it could be probably really discouraging. Um, you know, oh, well, you only have a ten percent chance of living. Well, then what's the point? Right. What's mm-hmm. the point? Right. But that's not always the case, and people do beat the odds. They just have to fight for it. They have to want it, and they they have to have the drive for it.
1: Yeah. Well, one mm-hmm. one year ago now, so we're here in June, right? One year ago now was. When I first met Shyla,
0: Oh, okay.
1: We had already mm-hmm. started planning Ozzy's event. Right. And I had been working with a friend, but I hadn't met Shyla or Ozzy until a year ago just for the event. Yeah. And I still remember Shyla telling me, I got to hold on to that 1%. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Right. And good for her because they did beat the odds already. Oh, yeah. They, they, they're they yeah. past that statistic.
1: They they beat it when they passed the eight-month mark. I Quite honestly, I didn't think Ozzy would make it to his fourth birthday, but he did. Yeah. And so it's that mentality that Shiloh had. Mm-hmm. You know, Ozzy is not a statistic. He's not the 1%. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. He, she fought for she him. She had
1: to fight for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the, next it. One, the next one here, number three, is you have to take massive action. And I know, Brenda, you and I have talked a lot about this. The third characteristic of successful survivors is massive action. Minimal action Mm -hmm. typically produces minimal results, but massive action produces massive results. Yeah. Um, And Mm -hmm. I love the analogy he has in here. I lived on the coast for years, and Brina would come visit me in Newport, and we'd have these crab pots. And he he has an analogy, humans (laughs) by nature are resistant to change. Mm -hmm. Right?
0: Oh, yeah, I hate change.
1: So we tend to have (laughs) a (laughs) crab mentality. If you put crabs in a bucket, one tries to escape, the other crabs will pull it back down.
0: Oh, okay? interesting.
1: Now, if anyone goes to Newport and goes crabbing, there are, there's basically two types of crab nets. One's a, one's a box, and the crabs crawl in the box, and they can't get back out. Mm-hmm. Crab nets are really intriguing because when you throw them in, there's a ring that collapses. And it's a series of ring, small rings get bigger, and it forms this cone Well, you throw it in there with some bait, and the crabs crawl onto this ring, which is sitting on the bottom of the ocean, and you'll have 10, 15, 20 crabs on there, and then you start pulling really, really fast, and it becomes a cone, and it starts to go up. Mm -hmm. And once the crabs realize that it's coming up, then one of them goes, I don't want to be in here. And he crawls to try to get out, uh-huh. and the other ones goes, no, don't leave, and they will clamp onto yeah. his leg, and he will literally pull his own leg off to get out of that pot.
0: Really? And the rest
1: of them are like, no, don't leave us. Stay in the pot Just with stay. us. Humans uh-huh. have a very similar mentality. Yeah. If you uh-huh. go, I need to change my life. I need to not go drinking with my buddies. I need to, you know, not eat this way. And all your friends are like, no, Amanda, stay with us. <laughs> That we're yeah. like crabs yeah right and when you have something drastic happens you have to take drastic action to mm-hmm. change it yeah and your friends don't want you doing that so i know you have shared your thoughts on that's this too Brenda. interesting but perspective what do, you, what do you think about that amanda
0: i i think that that's i mean yeah you the crab analogy that's it it's true yeah very true and so mm-hmm. that was brilliant
1: well there was a Several mm-hmm. episodes back, you had mentioned that you and your husband were making some dramatic changes in your life.
0: Yes, and that's what comes to my mind. So, like when we quit drinking, we'll just come out and just have mm-hmm. one drink. Well, no, mm-hmm. you know, it's you're totally fine. It's okay. It's just have a drink. Well, we just don't want to drink, and so we choose not to be in those situations and in those and put ourselves in those positions. Not that it's not a good time. I'm sure you guys are having a blast. But that's not fun to us anymore. Right. That's not what mm-hmm. That's not what we choose to do with our free time. Quite frankly, it's kind of obnoxious and annoying. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. And I think
1: you realized yourself well enough that if you went back with your friends and had one drink, well, one drink would be two drinks and two drinks would be five drinks, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden the crabs pulled you back in the pot. And that's exactly how it happens.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, it, when you first quit drinking, it's like, oh, well, well, there's a special occasion. Okay, well, for this one special occasion – We'll have a few drinks. Well, then the next weekend, mm-hmm. it's not a special occasion and you're drinking again. Because there's, always, the there's always a reason. And then the following, it, there's always something. So it's just, you just mm-hmm. have to be like, you know what? Instead, I'm going to completely take myself away from this whole equation, this whole group of people, and just take my exit quietly.
1: Yeah, the, I think mm-hmm. the hardest thing to do is to actually yeah. leave the crabs behind.
0: Uh, yes, amen to that. Yeah, <laughs> but it's yeah so worth that's it. super hard.
1: Brenda, when you... Right. Because a little right. farther it's down... Really, this, it's really worth it. Well, in further down this section, Brenda, I think this will play to you. It says, the first two years after a cancer diagnosis are the most critical. This is mm-hmm. when cancer is most likely to return or spread, and that's when you're making those habit changes. How did that play out in your life six, seven years ago?
2: Right. And so I, I totally bought into that. I had done a lot of research, and I felt like this is the truth. And I I could feel it in my gut. And we've talked a lot about that gut feeling, that instinct to follow that. And I know a lot of people that have been on our podcast have talked about that. And it has turned out to be true. We've had lots of moms with children that have had cancer and they followed that instinct. And I followed what he said here and other people that I had researched. And for two years, more than two years for sure. and, And I'm still very strong. But for those first two years, and now I'm back into it again, and so there were some things I felt like, okay, why did this cancer recur? Did I let some things slip? And it's not so much that things were slipping. I just felt like there's probably some things I could even add to my regime that I maybe wasn't doing for the first five years. And so let me add those in. And I got some other supplements. I got a rebounder. I got some other things. So now I'm back into it again with those first two years, to keep it very solid. And like you're saying, Amanda, there's always that event, whether it be to go drinking with your friends or to maybe have what we call the proverbial birthday cake, like some treat. Well, mm-hmm. it's, it's the second Tuesday of the month, or it's John's birthday, or it's a, a church outing, or it's a camp out, or it's seven o'clock in the evening, or my favorite show is on. Eventually, there's always something that you can add. Always. By having that.
1: Brady, you cannot see Amanda, but she is shaking her head yes to everything you just said. Because
0: <laughs> it's so true. Even <laughs> it's seven o'clock at night. I mean, it's so true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah.
0: Well, I'm just going to do this a
2: little. Well, it's every day something gets added to it. Every day. And I think the best yeah, you can always add something in to, to make it, to make it true. And it's difficult to leave that situation with your friends. And this can be a time of great action for your body, but it can cause jealousy and criticism from other people. And that's sad because you're trying to get out of that crab pot and save yourself. Not that you want other people staying in the crab pot. You want them to save themselves too. But you happen to be the one that's in a dire situation. You're the one that's in cancer right now. And these people are jealous and critical of what you're doing. And that's hard to be able to have enough strength. So that's where that determination comes in. One more thing I wanted to add he actually says here at the end of that that 100% is easy and 99% is hard. Amanda, that goes right down with what you were saying. You tried to fit in a little here and there, and it was actually harder than just saying, you know what, we really just can't do this. We got to just step away. Yeah. 100% is easy. 99% 99% is
1: hard. It's that easy to justify that a 1% good statement. all the way through.
0: That is a good statement, actually, that, that the, you nailed it. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, I want to make sure we get yeah. through the last two. Uh, the, but, the fourth one is to make plans for the future. Okay. So, again, the first one was you have to take total responsibility for your health. The second one is doing whatever it takes. The third one is taking massive action. But the fourth one is making plans for the future. And I I love Mm -hmm. what Chris says here. He says, um, you need a future goal to work towards and make plans for the future is very important. If you get that cancer diagnosis, and and I'm going to use Josh for an example, because we Mm -hmm. talked about this fundraiser we did for Josh, right? Mm -hmm. Josh finds out he has an incurable cancer. It's stage four, and he just really wants to ride his bike from Newport to Boston, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. which, by mm-hmm. the way, I just found out he is beginning that ride. Oh, good. Today. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Woo! He is beginning that ride.
0: That's so cool. Today. Good for him. So
1: he has two choices. Here's a 42 year old father of two in Turner, Oregon. I can just go live out my life and die.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Or I can make some plans for the future. And yep. he did. And I think that that goal. Of that bike ride, has given him renewed energy. Is it going to cure the cancer? I don't know. Right. But it's given him motivation.
0: It's giving him hope.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know Brenda. For you, there was there was a couple of little people in your family that gave you motivation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Just about the time that I was being diagnosed with cancer, my my uh, daughter-in-law was pregnant with our first grandchild, and then I had a couple of grandkids. And that was, that was an all-new realm for me. And I wanted to be an active grandma. I wanted to be involved in their lives. I wanted to participate. I wanted to be able to go do things with them. And I've been able to do that. We've gone to the park together. and We've, we've been on the swings together. And we've ran around, done activities. And I can do that. And that's making plans for the future. I was thinking, like you were, Baron, with Josh and just his comments. Well, you know what? Let's just do this. Uh, who knows how long I'm going to live? I'm not going to put a number on it. I want to travel over to Boston. I'm going to head that direction and see how it goes.
0: Yep.
1: I, I know. Find
2: your why and go for it.
1: I know. There's been several Spartans, Amanda. When we get all done, and Brenda will get on her phone and make this little tiny video of the grandma who <laughs> just finished a Spartan race. Woo-hoo!
0: <laughs> <laughs> And I know that's,
1: that spark has yeah, become a, a big motivation for Brenda as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. The last, and that
2: will fit into number five really well.
1: Yeah, so the, that's a good segue to fight. Number five is to enjoy your life and the process. So once you've accepted responsibility, once you've said you'll do whatever it takes, you begin taking some massive action, and you make some plans, now enjoy your life. Chris says make a decision to live in the present and to enjoy your life right now enjoy your life right now i love the Mm -hmm. comment he also makes and brent i think you can weigh on this he says um now is the time to live there are a thousand different ways you can die besides cancer Mm -hmm. oh yeah you could die in a car wreck Mm -hmm. you could trip and hit your head Mm -hmm. on the pavement you could Mm -hmm. choke on peppermint there's no point in letting Mm -hmm. cancer paralyze you into depression and inaction yeah that's Yeah. yeah Just because you got the diagnosis, there's a lot of other ways you could die. Right, yeah. So, and I know that's, that's kind of right. been the motivation a, for you, isn't it, Brenda?
0: Mm-hmm. Right,
2: and and a lot of people end up dying with cancer. They won't die from cancer. And yes. so they lived their lives even though they had cancer. They may not even have known they had cancer at the time they died, or there could be people that died from something else knowing they had cancer for years and they still died of something else. They died with the cancer, but because of that they still lived their lives as long as they could. And that's what I say, just get busy living. Just just move on. There's a lot of other things you can do. Live Like You Were Dying is like that song. I think it's from Tim McGraw. He says, Live Like You Were Dying. Yeah. And Baron, my first, right? Have you heard that song? I think it's what it is.
1: Yeah. And
2: yeah. Um, first we did the Warrior Dash, and then we did the Spartan. And why do I do that? Because I can. Because my body allows me to. Because I'm still capable of doing that. So reach out and try to do something that's motivating you to move on to the next the next activity that you want to be involved in well and
1: and i think that don't don't sit
2: down on it
1: and i think you've made a good point here brenda you know not brenda and i had never even heard of a spartan race five years ago and then we met this guy with no legs named casey mcallister it's like well geez if he doesn't have any legs i've lost all my excuses so then i went and did a spartan race Mm -hmm. but maybe maybe that is not what you want to do maybe Mm -hmm. maybe you want to take a bike ride from Newport, Oregon to Boston, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. you want to go tell your father's story of his battles in World War II, which is what's keeping Marianne motivated. Yeah. Whatever your personal motivation is, but then go enjoy life in the process. Don't let cancer paralyze you.
0: No, yes. Keep that fire yeah. lit inside you and chase whatever makes you happy.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, I do. And, I only- and move on with it, right? Yeah. There's this one more spot here, Baron, that I thought was good right after that. so He talks about things that are difficult. They're really hard. Like if you've got lung cancer, which is not always caused just from smoking. There are other reasons for it. But if you've got really challenging things like quitting smoking or maybe giving up your favorite unhealthy food or maybe needing to eat some vegetables that you never liked, change over your perspective and realize that there's a lot worse things than those vegetables. Yes. And I say, right, I say cancer is worse than vegetables. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I don't like any vegetables. Well, you know what? I bet you didn't like having cancer either.
1: Right. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we only have a couple minutes left, and I do like to keep the listeners following along our timeline, because something really interesting happened in the timeline for getting cancer in uh early 2020 we had done go team becky olson mm-hmm. which was that stair climb yep that was the first From best quarter, friend right? best friends best friends end of march 2020 COVID hits mm-hmm. and nobody's theme got submitted as a go team for the second quarter because we didn't even know what we could do in second quarter. right do you remember us telling the story about kelly goodwin Oh, Vic-
0: that sounds so familiar.
1: Victoria Shin came in, and it was the lady she knew from her support group. Yes. Kelly Goodwins had five kids. She had a set of twins and then a set of triplets. Yep. So she had five right. kids under the age of six that her husband, Will, was now o- overseeing. So Kelly, who had already passed away, became our go team for the second quarter, mm-hmm. and we called it Coloring. For Kelly yeah and we had we downloaded uh, a really nice coloring page it had the donkey all laid out had coloring, and all you had to do is just go to the website and download the PDF and color it and then email it back okay and we sent all of those pictures that caught colored we mailed them to will. For those five kids.
0: That's awesome. And we
1: asked it was really (laughs) cute. There was this one family who made it a family activity. They had like five or six kids in the family. So they downloaded it and they emailed me like six or seven different pictures. You could tell the kids were three or four because nothing's in the line. Right.
0: That's the fun of it. Right.
1: But that's awesome. In minimal support during that second quarter, I mailed all those pictures off to.
0: That's really awesome.
1: We got to keep it going somehow.
0: Yes. All right, you guys. Well, we're coming to an end. I want to give a huge shout out to Marianne McNally, who is a residential real estate specialist with Next Home Realty Connection. She can be reached at 503-409-409 four three eight nine and keep her in prayers for those test results when she gets her scans hopefully her cancer is shrinking or going away and thank Um, you
1: brenda for joining us and
0: yes thank you so much brenda for joining us it's always such a treat to have you on with us (laughs) it's been so fun you guys love it (laughs) and we'll be back next week
1: as as the movement movement continues. continues